0: You have the American dream. You own your own business. But owning a business turns out to be more than you thought. It's a pain in the neck. You're not getting where you want to go. You're not getting what you want to get. And you're working 97 hours a week. We're here to help you fix that. This is the Small Business Celebration Podcast. I am your host, Michael Roberts, and on this podcast, you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Before we begin our interview with this week's successful small business vision I want to take a moment and thank you, the listener, for helping Small Business Celebration reach a significant milestone. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're about to hear an example of why. 1,750-plus small business owners, partners, general managers, presidents, and CEO connects with small business celebration on a weekly basis. When you consider Kern County as just over 10,000 small businesses, 1,750-plus weekly connections is a big deal. we like to thank the co- tremendous content that our visionary guests continue to provide this podcast, and our sponsors, and you – your Nation, who have subscribed to this podcast, internalized our guests' valuable insight, and because of it, are growing a strong and profitable business. And we thank you. Today, we are interviewing Roscoe Rolnick and Sarah Rolnick of Guarantee Shoe Center, and we are here on location down in the bowels of the basement of their store here on Chester and 21st. Welcome to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Yeah, welcome. hey. Hey. The reason why I wanted to interview the two of you is that we've had business owners in the past who are second generation. We've had business owners that have taken over for one business or another, but we haven't had any business owners that are on generation three and now generation four of the same business. Has the name of the shoe store always been Guarantee Shoe Center?
1: Uh, yes, it has. Really? Yep. Uh, it was chosen by my grandfather who had been in the, the business all of his life. Mm-hmm. He sold his store in Los Angeles and asked his son-in-law, which was my father, Leon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, let's go to Bakersfield and open up a shoe store. <laughs> okay. And he, we opened it primarily as an outlet. Hmm. And things have changed over the years.
0: And how have things changed over the years for the shoe business?
1: Retail shoe business has definitely changed with going from U.S. made, everything made here in America, to overseas. Mm -hmm. The materials have changed. How a shoe store has to, actually any retail business, has to operate in today's business environment with the big box stores, Mm -hmm. the Internet.
0: And just out of curiosity, the quality of shoes today, how are they different than they were, say, 30 years ago?
1: The leathers are better. Mm-hmm. The soles, they've stepped away from leather soles to all these different man-made soles, mm-hmm. which give you more comfort, better wear. Mm-hmm. The styling has definitely changed. I have some shoes out of Tommy Florsham's personal collection wow. from Florsham Shoe Company and Nunbush Shoe Company. And it's amazing when you look at some of these older styles. When you look at the 70s, I consider those the newer shoes of the collection that i I was given. Mm-hmm. Anyway, some of these things go back to the 1800s.
0: Wow! I know for me, I'm as listeners know, I'm an avid runner, and I can tell even within the last 10 years, the style and quality of the running shoe has changed significantly. My knees and my back thank them for because <laughs> they're yeah. so much better.
1: Well, there's better shock absorbent materials. There's shapes to the sole that uh, give you toe off, or if you're doing walking they have more support in the heel so when you're going heel to toe but in running you're always on your toes Mm -hmm. the types of shoes have gotten very specialized in running athletic and whether it's hiking whatever the case may be
0: but one of the things that hasn't changed is how you guys do customer service Customer service is kind of a cliche term, and everybody's got their own interpretation of what customer service means. So tell our listeners a little bit, what is customer service, and how is Guarantee Shoe Center still dominating the market after all these years?
1: Well, anyone can say they have good customer service. Mm-hmm. The proof is basically what I call at the fitting stool. Mm. When they walk in the store, you say hello to them. Most of our customers have shopped with us for a long time, either as kids or as adults, college students. And now they've got grandkids that are shopping here. And we get a lot of new customers that say, where have you been all my life? (laughs) I've worn cheap (laughs) shoes. My feet have always hurt. Somebody told me about your store. Yeah. And I thought your shoes were so expensive until I bought a pair. (laughs) And my feet didn't hurt. They lasted a long time. There are advantages. My feet feel better. I feel better. And so I am sold on better grade shoes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, whether it's a work boot, a sandal, a running shoe, whatever the case may be. But let's get back to customer service. Right. My grandfather and dad had some great sayings. and Such as? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> Such as you meet the same people going up as you do going down. Ah. Be careful. The same guy you kick out of the store could be your customer next week, or he could be your representative for your number one line of shoes, and he remembers you kicked him You wouldn't give him the time of day. You kicked his butt out of the store. Mm. So you treat, every, treat everybody with respect. You treat them the way you want to be treated.
0: The golden rule.
1: Golden rule. It's not... The man with the gold makes the rules, (laughs) but it's you need to take care of people and treat them like you would want to be treated yourself.
0: And what you do here at Garrett Tissue Center actually is in a lot of ways old school, but that's part of the reason why customers come back. When a customer comes in and they've come in through your front door and you've welcomed them into your store or your employees have welcomed them into the store, what is the shopping experience like? First of
1: all, we like to get him on who we call Albert. This is a very technical measuring device that measures length, width, girth, and pressure points on the foot. Mm. From there, we can suggest, well, first of all, he's got 16 cameras in there, wow. high-tech cameras. Mm-hmm. We've got the latest machine out. We've got the, the most recent technology. We can even email the uh, foot scans to the customer. Mm. This is logged in, we can keep a record of it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or we just, uh, it's a one-time use. Mm. The thing is, it gives us a better idea what the foot looks like, where your pressure points are. If you have pressure points, let's say at the ball of your foot, and you've got bones that are giving you know sharp images mm-hmm. that you've got extreme pressure, then we know that you need a good arch, we know that you have to have padding at the front of the foot, We have other shoes that are designed by a foot doctor for plantar fasciitis. Mm -hmm. It's one of the fastest growing brands in America right now. Mm. It's called Vionic, Mm. V-I-O-N-I-C. It's our first really concept department we have had in our store, in the Mm. last uh, see 1970 in the last 40 years. Wow, we put it in because it was such a fast growing line, uh, and it's not just a claim. We're getting results out of it. Hmm. It's not just the factory saying, well, these are good shoes. This Hmm. is to help this. But we're having podiatrists, medical people, sending their customers in saying, look at the Bionic shoes. Look at the SAS shoes. Look at Clark shoes. They're keying in on specific brands that are quality brands, and they're built for foot comfort.
0: What all this sounds to me like is something that we talk about a lot on this podcast to help people grow a strong and profitable business, and that's give value first. It sounds like Albert is not a cheap system to have. No, it's not. (laughs) And yet, what you're doing is you're giving value to the customer the moment they come in, and this is a cost you absorb so that you can go ahead and give value to the customer so that you can help the customer find the right product for the right needs, for the right condition.
1: What Albert helps us do is we can look at a foot and tell whether it's pronating in, pronating out. What's pronating? Uh, a pronating is walking to the inside. Mm-hmm. If you wear your heels and stuff off on the inside, mm. supination is on the outside. Mm. We can not just look at your shoes and see, well, yeah, you're uh, walking to the outside or you're walking to the inside. We can tell with Albert what your gait is, how your foot is sitting in a neutral position, which helps us know what shoes to suggest. People can go anywhere and buy shoes. Mm -hmm. They can go to the big box stores. They can go to Costco. They can go to any of the department stores that are left here in town. Mm -hmm. And you don't have a person that knows about shoes to wait on you. Mm. Some places say, well, gee, we have combined, we have a hundred years of experience. We don't go on that. Each of our salesmen have been with us basically five to 35 years. Wow. I have my older ones working just you know a couple days a week. They say, oh, thank you for letting me work here. Good. And others, they enjoy coming to work. I treat them as family. I'm responsible for their income they are certainly responsible for my income and we look at it's not the salesman's customer but it's the store's customer the end of the day they don't say well gee i came in and bought a pair of shoes from frankie or evelyn or valerie they come in and say gee i bought a pair of shoes at guarantee shoe center and that's the image we try to project
0: ron why are you wearing an elf hat it's October, the month of
3: Halloween. It's because I'm thinking about my employees and Geronco's top clients that are going to have holiday parties this year. You're thinking about
0: holiday parties in October?
3: You betcha. You. Well, you need to plan ahead. You're going to need tables and chairs and flatware and glassware, depending on the size it is. Uh, weather's rolling in. You may need a tent. You may need some heaters. So you want to plan ahead and call us as soon as possible so we can make sure we have the year on hold. But what
0: if I want to reserve all of our party needs from you at Jeronco Party Rentals?
3: Michael, I'll let you and any member of Visioner Nation that listens to the podcast come down to our shop at 7501 East Brundage Lane, right here in Bakersfield. Or give us a call at 661-325-0855. Or check out our website at Jaronco Rentals, that's J O. R-O-N-C-O Rentals.com
0: Let me get a piece of paper and write that down. What was that?
3: 7501 East Brundage Lane here in Bakersfield or give us a call at 325-0855 or check us out on our website at Joronco Rentals that's J-O-R-O-N-C-O Rentals.com That's
0: 7501 Brundage Lane here in Bakersfield 661-325-0855 or At Reynolds, that's Joronco Rentals, that's J O R O N C O rentals.com. I'm here talking with Roscoe Rolnick and Sarah Rolnick here at Guarantee Shoe Center, and I'd like to take a step back a little bit and talk about how you, Roscoe, got involved with the store.
1: Well, okay, my first job, uh, my dad gave me a little shoe shine kit. Uh-huh. I'm probably seven, maybe eight years old. I'm walking the neighborhood, knocking on doors. Do you have any shoes that need to be shined? How much? Well, it's, it's a nickel. It's a quarter for two-tone shoes. Uh, depends what I need to do to them. And what I was doing, I was making candy money. But I could go to the little store. But every weekend, I was down here either helping in the store, running stock, helping the stock boy, uh, unpack shoes, price them, put them in the wall. So I did grow up here in the store.
0: But also, your father also helped instill the entrepreneurial spirit into you very early on. Because you didn't get that candy money because your dad just gave you, you know, 50 cents or a nickel or whatever it was. You had to go out and earn it. And how did that experience shape your life later on when you actually took over the business?
1: Well, I got to say shining shoes was a lot easier than collecting pop bottles. <laughs> uh, you could actually take the money versus pop bottles to the corner store, which right. was a mile away. But uh, what he instilled into me is a sense of work ethics. Mm. Anybody can get a job, mm-hmm. but not everybody can do the job. Well,
2: mm.
1: if you're going to do something, do it Right. And this has followed me all of, it followed me through my military career. Uh, It followed me through school and certainly in business. I always strive to be the very best I could.
2: Mm.
0: Now, Sarah, how did you get laced up into this business?
4: Well, I've been getting fired from here since I was five. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first job here was collecting rubber bands and paper clips from the stock aisles. And I remember very vividly... The day I found the filing cabinet, I thought I hit the jackpot. I walked into the office with both my pockets stuffed full of paper clips and rubber bands past my elbows on my arms with my <laughs> hand out, like, pay me. I got five cents a piece. Like, I thought I just nice. hit the jackpot. Yeah. I learned very quickly that I had outgrown that job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did you leave the business and and venture off into the big, bad world and come back? Or have you always stuck through it?
4: Off and on. Like I said, um, I've done just about every job in the store. I've Mm -hmm. been on the sales floor. I've done stock for many years, all the shipping, receiving. Now I'm starting to do a little bit more stuff in the office and then doing most of the buying. Mm -hmm. But I've done a little bit of everything in the store.
0: Why are you choosing to, to keep up the family tradition?
4: This is my home. Yeah. Yeah. This like I, my family is here. Like my entire family. Like all the salespeople, the office. Like we're a family.
0: Why have you chosen this family versus going out and trying something different or new I love on shoes. Your...
4: I love shoes. I love the buying is like the best thing in the world. Yeah. Like it's indescribable. And, I and... get to see everything before it's even into production. Really. And it's like cherry picking, like ooh, I want you, I want you. No thanks, I'll pass on you. Ooh, I have the perfect person for you. You
0: know. Do you do this by going to trade shows, or do, do you wait for the sales reps to come through, or how's that work? A
4: combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two major trade shows we go to a year, and then a couple of regional shows. And then, like our biggest brands, we just don't have time to work at shoe shows. So they come here, and it is a full day in the dungeon of picking out shoes and writing orders and
0: trying them on. I'm guessing. And I I, I happen to be pretty (laughs) much sample size, so it kind of works out. (laughs) Have you started developing a shoe collection of antiques like your father has?
4: Antiques, no. Minor hoarding, yes. (laughs) I, I don't. I haven't quite been in the business long enough to have some of the epic antiques yet, mm-hmm. but it will come.
0: It will come, exactly. For you, Roscoe, at what point do you think you will turn the reins of the business completely over to Sarah? I won't say
1: that I'm semi-retired. I've squeezed five days of work into three days. Mm. So I'm usually here on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or a Thursday. I'm stuck in the office way too much. I like to get on the sales floor and talk to my customers, whether they knew, know who I am or they don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. I like that personal touch, and I think that's why people come back. They're not just shopping a store. They're shopping with a person. Mm. When I may step down, right now, Sarah tells me, I, I can only have two days a week off. I need <laughs> to be here three. She hasn't <laughs> learned everything. But she's learning at a fast pace. Within the last six months, she's stepped in front of the TV camera doing commercials with me. Nice. I threw her into it cold one morning. She's here. She was dressed up. Her makeup was on. And we're getting, they're setting the camera up. And I said, we're going to do this one together. We'll start switching lines. <laughs> she didn't freak out. She says, I'll give it a try. But, uh, and she's come along very well.
0: Even though you, Roscoe, grew up in the business... At some point you had the opportunity to tell Sarah no. You don't have to be in the family business. You can go and do your own thing. What was your your thought process or what was the evolution of being able to to give your daughter a choice? Well, she worked in department
1: stores mm-hmm. like um Gotchalk's, Marshalls mm-hmm. and did very well there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted her to know she didn't have to, but she did have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. If you want to, it's not gonna be a handout. You're gonna be frustrated as can be with me. Mm -hmm. You think I'm picking on you. No, I want you to learn like I did. Mm -hmm. There's a right way, there's a wrong way, and then of course, there's my way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) When she was young, I used to walk up to her Mm -hmm. and I'd say, Sarah, who's the boss? She would say, you are, Daddy.
2: <laughs> and
1: in other words, it wasn't really who the boss was, but who are you going to listen to? Mm-hmm. If somebody tells you something, you have one person that if he tells you something, you should do it. It's not you'd better do it, but it's in your best interest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You learn from this. I certainly learned from my dad. He had a lot of sayings also, right? along with my grandfather. His saying was... Don't buy anything for the store that you wouldn't buy for yourself. And so we don't buy price. We buy quality. Mm-hmm. When we buy a style, we try to think of our customers, mm-hmm. uh, what their needs are, and what we want to represent to our customers. I've been accused of having tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. They say, well, why, why don't you care what your competition does? I said, when I bring customers into the store or when they come, choose to come to the store,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I want to have what they want, not what the other stores have. Right. And this is where we've built our success.
0: Now, Sarah, one of the things you mentioned is that the employees are like family. In fact, they are family. What are some of the lessons you have learned from your father?
4: Just the way I talk to people, I try to treat all of my people with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much what you ask somebody to do, but... How you ask them to do it. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I, I mean, I could be really snotty and ask somebody really nasty to do something Mm -hmm. and expect them to do it because, you know, I'm their boss. Or I can ask somebody really nicely and I can get in there and help them with it and it gets done faster and everybody's happy and it's just a much better environment that way.
0: And what are some of the things beyond that that you do from, like, a compensation perspective or benefits or extras that you give to your employees that helps them want to stick around longer?
4: Oh, gosh. We have all kinds of fun little perks. Yeah, I like that. Um, so we have, um, like, a PM board. So there are certain things. What's, what's that- a PM board? It's like an extra money board is what I call it. It actually means something, but I forget what. It
1: stands for premium monies. Okay. Okay. extra money that they get for either selling a category or hitting a goal. Mm -hmm. Or we have a shoe that is a really good shoe.
4: But I'm tired of looking at it. (laughs) It's not moving. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: Or we're closing it out, going to a new style.
4: Okay. Or it could even be something new. I just want them to have the incentive to put it on people's feet.
2: Hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Whatever the case may be, um, give them a few extra bucks to get it on people's feet or to sell it or just to get them comfortable with selling it.
0: Mm -hmm. What other perks do you have for your employees? Can I answer that one? You can.
4: Okay.
1: They get paid every other week Uh like clockwork. Right. The checks don't bounce. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I've had past employees who have worked like for two, three months and never got a paycheck. Wow. We do offer medical, mm-hmm. which a lot of companies don't today right. because it costs a fortune. Right. They pay a third of theirs, I pay the rest. Wow. We offer Aflac and dental and vision. Mm-hmm. Employee purchases, they don't pay retail for anything here in the store. The thing is, treating them as a person. Mm. They're not just an employee. Mm-hmm. These people, I say these people, my employees, I don't ask them to do anything I wouldn't do myself or I haven't done myself. Right. A lot of times I may be doing something out on the sales floor and they'll stop me. No, no, we'll take care of that, Roscoe. I said, yeah, but this gives me exercise. No, no, we'll take care of this. <laughs> um, all of them, if I ask them to do something extra, I'm there for you, Roscoe. You know, You've been good to me. We're going to be good to you. And it's just an attitude that we build here in the store. We don't hit 100% all of the time but we strive for 999 and we're pretty close
0: to that. As a small business owner, you are a visioneer, a pioneer with vision. But sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees. You know where you want to go, you know what you want to do and have, but you need a confidential second set of eyes to help you get there. Small business celebration can be those eyes. Go to SmallBusinessCelebration.com and schedule a listening session. See the forest through the trees. Realize your vision. Go to SmallBusinessCelebration.com and schedule a listening session today. We're here talking with uh, Roscoe Rolnick and Sarah Rolnick of Guarantee Shoe Center. And one of the things that business ownership allows is the ability to give back and participate in the community. And I'd like you to, Roscoe, tell, me, tell us a little bit about shoes for the homeless? I got the idea,
1: I'd like to say it was my own brainchild, but I got the idea from someone else who wasn't quite as successful. Mm. This is going on my 27th or 28th year Mm. this coming uh, March. And
0: what is shoes for the homeless?
1: Shoes for the homeless. We collect shoes from the public—they bring them in. They buy a new pair. They get ten dollars off. Hmm. This usually happens around Easter time, April May. Mm-hmm. I go to my vendors, asking them to help me on my shoe drive. Mm-hmm. In the last twenty-seven years, we have donated over eighty thousand pairs of shoes to the uh, Wow to the Bakersfield Homeless Center. Some go over to the Rescue Mission at Kern.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I've been. Since I'm a Vietnam veteran, mm-hmm. uh, we are very active now in the uh, veteran stand-down that takes, this one takes place, I think it's October 11th. Mm-hmm. We get new shoes. They hand them out over there. There's new shoes that I get. There's new socks. I've gotten insoles. But my dad, now this is my grandfather, Nat Slepian, he said, you can't just be a taker. You need Mm. to be a giver. Mm. He says, you can't just take, take, take. He says, you need to give back. I give gift certificates to churches, different organizations, Piles Boys Camp, Cal State, wherever the case may be Mm -hmm. for their raffles and whatnot. I'm a firm supporter of several uh, organizations here in town. Like what? Uh, The Roadrunners the last two years. I've bought uh, sizable things on their auction on that they do for the Roadrunners Athletics.
0: This is Cal State Bakersfield Roadrunners? Cal Gross.
1: State Bakersfield Roadrunners, yes.
0: You do things for the Boy Scouts, too, don't you?
1: I have in the past. I was a scout leader, actually, when Sarah was five. I, was, I got a hair up my butt. I did a lot of backpacking then. Nice. I went into my favorite spot, passed a group of Boy Scouts on the way in, coming out. Their area was a total disaster. Mm. Instead of talking to the scoutmaster, which would have told me, mind my own business, these right. are my scouts, right. I s- said, well, I think I'm going to become a scoutmaster." master. A friend of mine invited me to the Optimist Club, which I am not a club person. Mm-hmm. I went there. I said, the club's not for me. He says, well, you know, we have some other areas that you might help. We do this, we do that. We have a scout troop. I said, I think I'd be interested in the scout troop. Nice. I went to two meetings, and all of a sudden I was a scout master.
2: <laughs> they um, done drafted you. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, we didn't go after merit badges. In those 18 months, we went on 15 backpacking trips. Nice. One for a week, and one, uh, the others were just uh, weekend trips.
0: Nice one of the things that successful uh, many successful small business owners do is once they've achieved a certain level of public success and financial success is that they get involved in politics you are not a politician and you are actually very private so there's very you have a very small footprint online and yet you are very highly endeared to the people who around you who know you You've gone to great lengths to stay out of politics and that kind of a limelight. I've gotten several bits of feedback through our social media on other business owners and business leaders who feel the same way. Tell us a little bit about why, why you stay away from politics. Okay.
1: Uh, we're going to go back when I was a, uh, coming home from Vietnam, Halloween of 69. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I won't say introverted, but I didn't like being out in the public. Mm. My own views, I didn't think people wanted to hear them. I didn't want to be labeled. Mm -hmm. When I started doing TV commercials in the early 70s, we're on 365 days a year. We were doing network TV. Mm -hmm. I was on about 100 times a month. There wasn't very many places that I could go and people didn't recognize me. I was not your standard clean cut person. Mm-hmm. I was long hair, I dressed a very wildly a lot of color. Mm-hmm. I had a natural at one time, I usually had a beard, but people knew me where I went. I didn't feel self-conscious, but I knew that people knew who I was, they knew where I was associated with, and I didn't want to put out a bad vibe. I didn't Mm -hmm. want anyone saying, oh, this guy's a drunk, he's a partier, he smokes pot, whatever the case may be, or he's a Republican, he's a Democrat, or gee, he's fighting City Hall. I sort of went with, I didn't want to stand out. Mm -hmm. I didn't want people to know either what I was doing or my past. Mm -hmm. For over 20 years, I hardly ever talked about Vietnam. Mm -hmm. I was with Colonel Patton, General Patton's son, mm-hmm. with the 11th Armored Cavalry mm. Unit, and we were a re- reactionary force to Saigon. We were up in Cambodia. We were all over like where the Michelin planta- Plantation was, mm. uh, several places we should or shouldn't have been. And this was very private to me. Mm. I was a member of the Vets Club up at uh, Bakersfield College in uh, 70, 71. Met a lot of good friends. They helped me a lot come out of it. All we talked about, we didn't talk about the crap that went on or, you know, whatever. Let's just leave it at that, the crap that went on. We talked about the good times. We talked about the memorable times. We talked about the times we could see a USO show or we got to go swimming at the Massillon Plantation. We got to go swimming in the river or we helped this person out. Uh, so we remembered the good times, not the bad times.
0: Right. And did this shape how you you wanted your public persona to be and how it affected your business?
1: I kept my personal life personal. Mm. I had my store life, in other words, my guaranteed shoe center life, my TV life. I know what I wanted people to think of me. Mm. And this is why I stayed out of politics, my political views. Uh, very rarely do I fill out questionnaire that comes in the mail or online now. My views are my views. And I don't think that putting them out there in writing or in public, where they're there forever, my views may change over the years. And if I've got something out there from five years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that's what people dig up. They dig up the crap. Right, right. And they use it against you. I've done enough good things, let them, let them dig those up. Once you're labeled, whether you, whether you like politics, whether you don't, whether you agree with what the city is doing, whether you agree with what the state is doing, we all have our problems. Mm-hmm. And 90% of them are based around politics. I would rather see the good in people. I don't want to be associated with Republican, Democrat, the governor, this, that. I stay away from it. And all I find is I'm a lot better.
0: I'd like to take one step back before we begin to wrap things up a little bit here and stress the importance going forward because you've got Sarah here in the wings who is managing the business three, two out of the five days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your vision of Guarantee Shoe Center 10, 15 years from now?
1: I would still like to be around. I would like to store. I would like to be around. Number one. Number two. I'd like the store to be around. Mm-hmm. We continue to strive for excellence. We can't bat a hundred percent of the time, just like I said, but we do strive for a high percentage. Guarantee Shoe Center has evolved from an outlet store when we opened in 1953, 66 years ago. We had a fire in '70. We were basically a a size and width store. Mm-hmm at that time we didn't carry a lot of name brands we had a fire in 70 we only had half of the building now we have the entire building over 7,500 square feet on the main floor plus a full basement where we keep a lot of stock Mm -hmm. we we try to stay current on our um our remodeling keep the inside looking fresh whether it's new displays right now we're in the planning stages of a major remodel inside since 1970. Uh, my father did that one after our fire. We it took us three years to rebuild over here. Uh, I've done three remodels myself. Uh, thank God my dad gave me almost carte blanche and I tried to watch the money, but he never, (laughs) um, he never said, no, we can't afford it or no, you can't do that. He says, this is going to be your store. One of these days. Right. And, let me make my decisions. Most of them were right, few of them were wrong. Sarah is going to be very, in, is very involved with the plans and everything coming up right now from moving the sales counter, going to exposed ductwork, high-tech lighting, and moving our sales counter.
0: And to that end, Sarah, how do you envision the, the store evolving over the next decade?
4: Ooh, that's a tough one. Um We've made it here this long. We're always going to be here for our customers. The inside of the store will look different. It'll be an interesting vision. It'll be updated a lot, very modern.
0: When do you expect that to be completed?
1: I expected it last fall. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, we are um, in the midst of reviewing plans right now, floor plans and stuff, because we are moving some walls and putting a new electrical already brought our bathrooms up to date. They said we had to have an ADA bathroom, right. which means we had to go out three foot in one direction, six inches in another. <laughs> Since I was redoing one, I redid an, I did them both. Right. We have a men's and women's restroom. Business will change. Business has evolved. I don't do business the way my father did. My father doesn't do it the way his father-in-law did. We changed with the times. You have to roll with the punches as with the big box stores and the internet you change the way you merchandise you change the way you advertise and market your business we've always been strong in the newspaper and television
0: and that's changing because it's all going towards social media yeah and
1: digital digital. Uh, we do have a facebook page and we're very active on it we do instagram and this is on Not quite a daily, but definitely a weekly basis. You want to see new styles that are coming in? Look at our Facebook page. We've got two to five posts every week of new shoes that are coming in.
4: It's just going to keep evolving. Like Albert, how we talked about our foot scanner. There's already in the works a scan you can do that will do a custom 3D printing insole, which eventually we will have that when it becomes available to us as well. So it just kind of depends how the technology... And the industry evolves. We will keep up with it.
0: For Visioneer Nation, those who are listening to this podcast today, what would you recommend that they could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? Be
1: there in your business. Mm. Uh, Don't be an absentee owner. If you're there in your business, be very public. And what I mean by public, your customers who come in, let them see you. A fine example of this, Reuben's restaurant used to be downtown,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where the 1800 is. Reuben now has two restaurants out on the west side near Callaway. Mm-hmm. And
4: one up on the east side. And
1: one on the east side. Reuben is there most every single evening. I see his daughter in there. And the reason for his success isn't just good food. It's that he, he takes an interest, a personal interest, so if you take a personal interest, you're visible, and you have to stay on top of things. By that, I mean keep your business looking nice inside. You're inviting the public to come into your home, basically. Mm-hmm. You don't want them in a dirty home. You don't want them in an obsolete home, be it a, a, a retail store. You don't want old displays. You don't You want them to be clean. You want the store to be clean. You want your employees to be clean. You want them to be attentive. Mm -hmm. If they need something, be there for them. Don't bird dog them, which we've been accused of. (laughs) But we believe in service.
0: And how about you, Sarah? What would you recommend to Your Nation that they could use today to become a strong and profitable business?
4: Think outside the box. How so? Especially with everything evolving. You know, my dad's very... TV, newspaper print. Mm -hmm. And I'm more, no, we need to have a digital imprint. We need to be on social media. We need to have that present there. Google photos are important. Your Mm -hmm. Yelp presentation in business is important. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of shifts a little bit. And it will continue to shift as we all evolve, as people and technology evolves. There's always going to be a new way to communicate with your customers coming out. Just stay on top of it.
0: And if your Nation wanted to get in touch with you too. How would they do that?
1: Dial 1-800-GET-LOST. <laughs>
4: no. We can uh. always be reached at the store phone, which is area code 661-325-8751. You can come in and see us at the corner of 21st and Chester, downtown Bakersfield, or feel free to email Roscoe.
1: At roscoe at com. That is R-O-S-C-O at G U A R. A-N-T-E-E-S-H-O-E-C-E-N-T-E-R. And if I knew I was going to have to type that damn thing (laughs) in every time I did an email, uh, it would would have been a lot shorter. (laughs) Lesson learned.
0: Well, Roscoe, Sarah, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you both very much for being on the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and, and we really appreciate all the wisdom and wit that you've afforded all of us. Thank you.
4: Thank you for having us.
1: Oh, my pleasure.
0: Ron, why are you wearing an elf hat? It's October, the month of Halloween.
3: It's because I'm thinking about my employees and Geronco's top clients that are going to have holiday parties this year.
0: You're thinking about holiday parties in October?
3: You betcha. You. Well, you need to plan ahead. You're going to need tables and chairs and flatware and glassware, depending on the size it is. Uh, weather's rolling in. You may need a tent. You may need some heaters. So you want to plan ahead and call us as soon as possible so we can make sure we have the year on hold.
0: But what if I want to reserve all of our party needs from you at Jeronco Party Rentals?
3: Michael, I'll let you and any member of Visioner Nation that listens to the podcast come down to our shop at 7501 East Brundage Lane, right here in Bakersfield. Or give us a call at 661-325-0855. Or check out our website at Jeronco Rentals, that's J-O-R-O-N. C-O-Rentals.com.
0: Wait, let me get a piece of paper and write that
3: down. What was that? 7501 East Brundage Lane here in Bakersfield. Or give us a call at 325-0855. Or check us out on our website at Jeronco Rentals. That's J-O-R-O-N-C-O-Rentals.com. That's
0: 7501 Brundage Lane here in Bakersfield, six six one three two five zero eight five five. 325 855 or at Rentals. that's J-O-R-O-N-C-O, Rentals.com. I've been asked, who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business owner who's a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Become a visioneer by joining the tribe on Small Business Celebration's Facebook page and on Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you may find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. And that's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. If there is a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.